Hi there, this is Alvin and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, our guest is Stephen Tay, a developer and founder of Elegance.ai, formerly known as OneWord.Domains. Today, Stephen and I discuss how pursuing education in Malaysia landed him in the United States, having recently graduated with a double major in branding and data science from Minerva. We then discuss how a simple prototype to take the top 10,000 most commonly used English words and pairing them with popular non.com domain extensions led to the birth of oneword.domains. And if that wasn't enough, Steven shares his lightning in a bottle moment of oneword.domains going viral via product hunt and hacker news. Steven also shares how he used oneword.domains to discover and launch his next business ideas, elegance.ai and recurrence.app. And last but not least, Steven gives us a glimpse of what is on the horizon next for him personally and professionally. So with that, Steven, welcome and thank you for making time to join us today, my man. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here, Alvin. Yeah, certainly, man. Finally, we finally get to connect. I know that we tried over uh, NamesCon last, <laughs> I guess, was it last year or this last year? Last year. I think it was last year. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. And you it's know. really glad to be able to put a face to the name and talk to you in person. Yeah, I mean, man. I, I'm having now. COVID amnesia, so I can't remember <laughs> all my years and months and events and all that. I mean, I do remember the last uh names con that i attended which was january 2020 in person now after that it it's all been a wash but yeah man i'm just glad to get to to get, have you on the show today and so to kick things off man why don't you share with the listeners a bit about yourself who you are your personal and professional background sure so my name is steven i'm originally from this country called malaysia it's uh, located in South, southeast asia between thailand and singapore i came to the us about four years ago to start my undergraduate degree and it's been four years so now i'm graduated finally so uh, nice. I, I studied a double major in computer science and brand management so business and computer science and specifically in data science that sort of led me to creating this this product that I think we're going to be talking about a lot today. It's called One Word Domains. It, it basically, it's a combination of both my data science skills as well as brand management. Yeah, I'm very excited to be here to share my insights, all the learnings that I've had throughout the years and help you guys out in any way I can. Well, to kick things off then, at least one of the things that struck me is is interesting about you is the fact that you are from Malaysia. So how does one go from Malaysia to landing here in the States? Like walk us through a bit of what it was like to grow up as uh, Stephen and then how you landed here in the States. <laughs> sure. It's always been sort of this passion and goal of mine to be able to start the overseas to basically understand how different cultures work and the whole reason i chose this school called minerva it's a u.s university it's very new it started in 2014 we only have three batches of graduates i'm the third batch um, wow. the whole premise is that we get to travel to a different country every semester live in those countries for four months interact with the locals work with local companies get to learn the language a little bit and through that be able to expand our worldview and become a, a basically become more experienced and uh, less prejudiced, I guess, because like if you're living in, in a sort of homogeneous society for a long time, you don't really understand how other cultures work and this really helps expand your worldview. So I really, really uh, am very fortunate to be able to go on this journey with Minerva and uh, and yeah, that's, that's basically how I ended up in the States. <laughs> wow, that is amazing, man. So like how many languages do you speak? 
So I, I speak three languages because it's like uh, my native tongue is Chinese, uh, okay. Mandarin, and I speak I speak English because it's basically an international <laughs> language. I learned it from a very young age. And there's this language called Malay, which is like the official language of Malaysia. Everyone needs to learn it if you're Malaysian. So that's, I know, and I know a little bit of French. I wouldn't say I'm good at it, but uh, that's like maybe like 20%. <laughs> He's but, like, yeah. I can, I can, I can get around a little bit. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I learned that, and in, in basically we call it college in Malaysia, but it's like pre-university. It's called IB, International Baccalaureate. I took that for two years, and uh, that's where I when I learned French. Awesome. I have English, Spanglish, Ebonics, <laughs> and straight up country. <laughs> that's awesome. That's straight up country. You live in All Texas. Texas Texans can butcher any and every word up that. <laughs> Uh, you could even imagine, but you know, hey, that that's a story for another day. <laughs> you gotta love it's, the southern accent. I love it. Oh man, Lo- that southern drawl. You know, Oof. hey, gotta bring it out. So yeah. then, walk me through. So this Minerva School. So this is something that is new, mm-hmm. and what's interesting to me is the simple fact that you've put two things that I don't really even think go together. When I when I think about them at surface level, data science and brand management, like how does that 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 seems to me like left brain, right brain type of situation. And so how does that actually work out? Like, Mm -hmm. do you have do you come from a background or family that has some sort of uh, affinity to to either one of those or both? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So to sort of understand, I could start from the beginning. So when I first came to Minerva prior to joining Minerva, I actually published a book. It was a science fiction novel. And for that, it was like a hundred thousand word novel. I wrote it myself and I, I designed the book cover. I edited it. I got it published and sold over 1500 copies in Malaysia, which is really cool. But the, the sort of takeaway that I got from the experience was design. So I, I learned how to use Photoshop. I learned how to use, do some simple graphic design. And when I came to Minerva, sort of like the initial the first city that we were in was San Francisco. So we got really exposed to the whole startup culture and I learned how to do product design, which is slightly different from graphic design. It's more using like software like Sketch. Uh, back then it was Sketch and now it's like oh, yeah. Figma. And that sort of exposed me to the design. And I remember when I first came to Minerva, I thought I was gonna do biotechnology. I was gonna do something related to biology. And then it sort of shifted to its finance, but then eventually I landed on business brand management. And it wasn't until the third year of college that I really took three like very intense CS courses in that semester. And I learned a lot about data science. I learned about programming in Python, doing simple like R programming to be able to understand what are the statistics and uh, the top, you know, most important data that when it comes to startups. And, and that's sort of inspired me to create a tool that combines these two aspects brand creation, design, as well as data science. And uh, if you think about it, it actually works hand in hand because being, if you're proficient in data science, you're, you're able to sort of understand what are the trends that are the most popular in branding? What are the trends that are most popular in domain name industry? Like all these different trends, if you can use data science tools to sort of analyze it and understand what are the um, up and coming trends and you know, all these different things that can be very useful when it comes to creating a brand. Wow, no, that that makes total sense to me. Now, do you have any brothers and sisters or? I do have a younger sister. She's like seven years younger than me. It's quite a big age difference, but (laughs) she's back home right now doing her high school, finishing it up, I think. But uh, but yeah. You think she'll follow in your footsteps coming state bound or? 
my parents are actually a little bit worried about the sort of the gun control situation here. So I think yeah. they're going to send her to Australia. That's the plan right now. Might change in the future. She's also interested in data science, uh, but it's definitely like the U.S. definitely has a better data science programs than anywhere else in the world. So you never know. Maybe she'll come here for masters eventually. But uh, for now, the plan is Australia. Nice. So you, I, so you recently graduated then, or Correct. I guess you graduated. I guess when? I, I, it was like two weeks ago. <laughs> we what? had our graduation ceremony. I know we had it on Zoom, which is kind of underwhelming, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. I guess <laughs> with with the whole pandemic. I mean, it's getting better, but still, we couldn't do it in person. <laughs> nah, the man. Well, congratulations! Uh, being able to finish up a program with the double major. Shoot, I I've got issues just trying to focus on one thing, let alone two things. So um, the cool the part fact that you did it well. I know the cool part about Minerva is that they're very like anti-traditional university thing. So they gave us this really cool scroll. It's like literally a scroll, like a like a cloth scroll that is our degree so it says like my name I graduated with two majors with honors blah, blah 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 and it's like a scroll that you can sort of turn it out but the only problem with that is that when you go through an app for security you really have to put it in like a check back because it's it looks very suspicious uh <laughs> but it looks very cool not gonna lie <laughs> oh man so during your time now when did you start one word dot domain so the timeline is it, it started and the beginning of the summer last year, the exact date was the 12th of May um, of 2020. So I was looking for a name for a different project at the time. I think it was something related to fintech industry. I don't remember what it was about. And I couldn't find a, a, a brandable. I really I was a fan of brandable domain names, like one word domain names, uh, uh, so to speak. So what I had in mind at the time was that why hasn't anyone taken like the top 10,000 most commonly used English words, mm -hmm. pairing them up with TLDs that are very popular in the startup world, like .io, .ai, .co, uh, and now .so. It's getting more and more popular. And then sort of run it with a GUI script, uh, like a Python script to check which one's available. So I did that, and apparently there were like a lot of really cool names. So I decided to just build a simple website mm -hmm. uh, using HTML, CSS, and vanilla JavaScript. I just put it out there. I remember the initial prototype <laughs> it was really funny. Like I didn't even have a database in place. The the names were literally in a .txt file, and I just <laughs> uploaded everything to Heroku and just deployed it. So it was very very bare bones and sort of. Um, uh, how, do, how do I say this? It's like makeshift. They were right. like all pieced together, but it worked, and people liked it. People liked the names that were there were on the site, and uh, it took off on Product Hunt. Went to number two, and eventually, someone posted about it on Hacker News, and that's when um, I got to speak with Andrew from Domain Name Wire, and everything just took off from there. So then, so was this a class project that you were doing, or mm -hmm. just it was a, something uh, that was on the whim of your mind of just hey, can I actually do this? Exactly. So, so it was like, I, I have always been very fascinated with startups. Like I, in my freshman year, um, summer, I actually got, went to Tokyo. I got into this incubator. They gave us like $500,000 to create a startup, um, that is in the realms of blockchain. And guess what? We created a NFT marketplace, which is like three years too early. <laughs> but if you remember, <laughs> there was this NFT hype about a few months ago. Uh, but we learned a lot from that. And from that point on, I've always been trying to create a startup of my own, tried a few things in different industries like ad tech, crypto, health tech, even and eventually I landed upon this idea, which is to 
basically this is it, it totally started as a side project i didn't even think it was going to be a business uh in the first place i guess it just took off and uh, i just kept iterating from there and it's been an incredible journey that i've been on interesting and so then in terms so you set this up and it was really more of makeshift just hey can we see if we can do it now i guess how did you know did you already know about product hunt or how did that come across your radar yeah i've i've already known about it before because with the blockchain nft marketplace startup that i was building before we actually launched on product hunt that was in 2018 we got to Uh, number three yeah that's how i first known about the platform and uh, i've just it's just been on my radar ever since Gotcha. Now, for our listeners that may not know about Product Hunt, I mean, share a little bit about what Product Hunt is, and I guess mm-hmm. in this case, how it helped give your uh, one word dot domains, how it helped to give visibility to it. Definitely. Um, so, Product Hunt is basically a, a how do I explain this in simpler terms? It's like a, it's like a curation of new products and startups that are created every single day. So there, it ranges from literally side projects like whatever domains, and all the way to I think recently Twitter rolled out this premium subscription product, and they also launched on product hunt, and uh, it's basically used by a lot of different companies to either gain initial visibility or to you know announce a new product and get people to try it out. Um, for Walmart Domains, how product can help was it really helped with the SEO aspect. So when I first launched it, it was ranked literally nowhere. But after the launch, about 24 hours later, it went up to number like the top five results when you type in one word domains on Google. So that was really, really helpful to gain the initial traction and initial visibility. And I was able to get a lot of feedback from the initial users that tried out the product. So these two getting made initial users and getting uh, good SEO. Those are the two uh, aspects that I'd say Product Hunt really helped with. Now, in terms of, so Product Hunt got you this visibility. Now, mm-hmm. at the time that everything hit for Product Hunt, now, were you making any money at that time? Or, mm-hmm. or you know, how, or were you even, I guess the, the real question is, were you even really monetizing it at that moment in time? Or was it just like, nah, they're just there, the names are there, whoever wants to buy them, they can buy them. Um, through a third party, you know, site. Yeah, so I I did actually set up the whole affiliate structure when I first nice. launched it. I, I think I did. I don't even remember at this point, but I think I did. And like people did buy some names. So I was getting like four cents, five cents. And then suddenly sometimes it's like $30 if someone buys a lot of names. So it's like really cool to see how I was able to make money on the internet without like being employed. So like running your own business, being able to get those, even if it's affiliate revenue, which is not exactly people paying you, but it's like people buying something and you get like a commission and like a share of it. It's still really interesting to, it sort of kickstarted my entire, um, you know, journey of making money online. And uh, I'm really grateful for the initial people who found names that they liked and purchased it. And uh, I remember I, I, I had like, Namecheap, GoDaddy. I think it was just these two because those were the ones that I was familiar with. And uh, I had those, uh, I had an affiliate program set up with, I think it was Commission Junction. Yeah. And uh, yeah, everything started from there. <laughs> That's incredible. So then let me ask you this. So you got everything set up. Mm-hmm. You got Commission Junction going. Now, prior to this, did you even understand that there was a whole domain investing world or domain uh, industry at all? 
I sort of knew about it because I I've purchased domains before. I remember the first uh, ever domain I purchased was this domain called. <laughs> that's really stupid. It's like I mean <laughs> like it's I mean like dot com because at that time I was a huge fan of. I'm not sure if you know Wait But Why, which is it's like a really cool blog. Of uh, this guy just writes about everything. Right. And, uh, I was like, okay, I want to start a blog, so I did that. I bought a name. I don't remember where I bought it. I don't think it was name cheap. I bought it. I hosted it on WordPress. Just, just, and then that was like when I was in high school. So I was like 14 at the time. That's when I first bought a domain name. But I didn't really know about this entire like domain industry until mm. I guess this summer when I when I uh, launched one of domains and got a lot of feedback from people who are in the, in the domain industry. And uh, and yeah, it's been it's been a, a real pleasure to be in this. Community of of very tight knit, I guess, very small community, not that big, uh, of people who are supportive and you know always eager to chat about new ideas and how to improve the user experience for for the product I was building. So yeah, shout out to everyone I've spoken to out there, and uh, really grateful to be able to be in your acquaintance. Yeah. So then, let me ask you this: so b- prior to the one word domains, uh, one word dot domains, did you? I mean, I, is, I'm assuming is was this your first uh, project to code or mm-hmm. it, yes, really? It was, it was actually my first ever web app that I've built, like properly by myself. Get um, out of here! Prior, pr- I know. Prior to that, I was just like I only knew very very simple HTML CSS. I didn't really know JavaScript at all, so I treated this as like my first practice. Uh, for web development because I knew how to do Python programming, which is like data science, and it's it's quite different from web development. Mm-hmm. But I knew all this sort of programming syntax, and I decided to okay, why not translate this to actually building something that people can use? Because previously I've always been doing a lot of like prototyping, um, designing in Sketch, designing in this tool called Origami. It's by Facebook. It allows uh. you to create realistic prototypes, but not something that people can actually use because I can't actually, I can't deploy those designs. I right. didn't know how to code. So this was like my first introduction <laughs> to that. I treated it as a practice run and it just, I've just been learning a lot since then. In the last, what, like, I guess 12 months, I've learned so much about programming. It feels like, it feels like it's 10 years of learning. And, and making money along the way. I know, I know. That's like a really good <laughs> byproduct, I guess. Like, I don't know too many people that go from not knowing code or at least knowing only front-end code to really mm-hmm. becoming a full-stack developer and take a first project and then basically begin to iterate on it and grow it to a point that basically making money from it. Exactly. Um, I, I consider with- myself very fortunate to be, I think it, it's a, a, it's... A lot to do with skill, but also at the same time luck, because yeah. like I, I wouldn't have guessed that the launch of Protocon would go so well. People really like it. I honestly was just aiming for like a top five finish, but it got to number two, and that's how I got majority of my users in the beginning. So right. yeah, very fortunate <laughs> for sure. And then Hacker News hit, and mm-hmm. then it was just like floodgates open. It's it was insane. It was literally like. 10,000 people in two days when it, when it got onto. I, I remember I was just I was just building out like a small feature and then suddenly my phone just keeps buzzing and it was like emails because I had like a I had like a type form set up, like a form set up for people uh-huh. to suggest new TLDs. And like it just kept buzzing. It was like every two every two minutes, a new email, a new notification. And I was like, <laughs> what's going on? I went to Google Analytics. I was like, whoa, it's like 100 people on the site every minute. 
And like, apparently someone posted about it in Hacker News. I didn't, I was actually planning to post it myself, but then someone did it for me. And that sort of took off, I guess. <laughs> I guess it's a testament though to just, because when you think about one word dot domains, it is a simple idea. Like yes. there's not really any rocket science to Definitely. this. And so when we break it down and say it like that, or look at it from that perspective, it's kind of like, one, why wasn't this already done? Two, mm-hmm. the fact that someone who didn't come into the industry with industry, domain industry experience, nor did you really come into it with computer, you know, science of at least more than a decade experience. Mm-hmm. You just came in and it was kind of like you didn't know what you didn't know, which was good. And I think mm-hmm. that that's how it oft- oftentimes products come to be is that you don't know what you don't know. And because mm-hmm. you don't know what you don't know, you don't know like, oh, I probably shouldn't do certain things like this <laughs> to where you were like, hey, I'm just going to start out. You know, most people would have said, well, man, you need a database to do this. But you were like, no, I'm just going to start with a flat file and just see where this goes. And then I'm assuming at some point, probably once I guess it hit Hacker News, you you figured out and said, oh, I've got to figure out how to inter- integrate database into mm-hmm. this as you begin to build out those features. I guess, was that the kind of the the, the story? Yes, totally. Yeah, that's, I think, when I realized that, oh, it's not as scalable whenever a domain is purchased, I got to figure out how to remove it from the database. And I can't do that with flat files. So I, I set up, <laughs> I learned how to use Postgres, which is like a really, really scalable relational database. And that really improved the scalability of the website by 10x. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's when I learned how to write, in, write SQL code, which is SQL. And, uh, and yeah, I think echoing to your point about like me not knowing what I didn't know, that's a really, really good point because I think for, I, I have a suspicion or inkling that people have already done this before, but it's domain investors who do this themselves and they don't share it with everyone else because they want to keep sort of this knowledge to themselves, which makes sense. But in my case, I was coming in from a startup perspective. Like I was trying to help fellow founders to find names. And I didn't think about that in a way that I want to buy all these names and resell them. I just thought about like, oh, I could find really cool names. Perhaps you want to check it out. You can find a name for your product, uh, for your project. So that's sort of the, I think I have a unique perspective coming into the domain industry. The fact that I'm a founder and I'm also active in a startup community. So that's all like, how it all came together, I guess. And how many domains like do you have listed as of today? Right now, it's about 1.2 million. It's a lot because it's over Whoa. it's over 87 different TLDs. So there are like some ah, TLDs okay. like, that might not be as relevant, which makes sense. And in total, it's about 30,000 words that are within my database right now. And it's categorized into different into different categories like adjectives, nouns, verbs. There's also like other random categories like battleship names, uh, god names, names of gods, which sometimes can sound really cool, um, <laughs> etc. So, so yeah. <laughs> so then you really so the person that goes to use one word domains then they can really begin to carve based upon or, or rather filter and sort based mm-hmm. upon their own liking or descriptors. Uh, that gets them down to a subset, I guess, a handful of names that then they can choose from. So that's interesting. So it's one thing from a tool standpoint to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But then I guess now from a branding standpoint, I mean, have Mm -hmm. you given much thought to, okay, how do you help folks? Great. We have a list of names, Mm -hmm. but then how do we help folks actually find, I guess, the best representation of a brand um, at that point? That's a good question. I, it's been a problem that I've been actually 
I actually wrote about this in my senior thesis. Uh, mm. It's basically the whole idea of being able to create names based on using natural language processing, which is a, a form of machine learning, um, to identify topics that are similar to whatever industry you're building a startup in. So right now I'm working on this prototype. Um, it, I think I, I launched the beta about in, in February. It's like an AI name generator that creates names out of thin air, like basically uh, made up words as so well like as google yahoo exactly google yahoo um Vercel, all these different names that i like right. made up but at the same time also be able to identify topics that are related to your industry and then from that determine what are the one word domain names or existing words out there that might be relevant as well as also word combinations so like i don't know mixed panel facebook it's a combination of two words in itself so all these different names that are um basically like improving the efficiency of people when they're trying to brainstorm names for the startup so then so that gets into to different things so like uh, you know for some of the listeners they've not heard of one word dot domains and so you know to them it's one of those things of well okay am i going to be paying thousands of dollars for most of these domains that i find on there or are they pretty reasonable in terms of affordability Mm -hmm. the the initial idea was to help people find names at registration price so it's literally the price that you pay if the name is like it's not taken um that's the whole premise of former domains and eventually it sort of evolved beyond that and now i do have names that are premium uh listed on the site but not too much i try to focus the offerings on available domain names um the, the the ones that are premium they are not that expensive like they're i think the most expensive is like a few thousand dollars but most of them are at below a hundred so you should be able to get names fairly easily i guess in terms of so help us understand i guess how do we use one word dot domains because uh it looks like things have changed I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the site right now and i'm like man mm-hmm. Seems like a lot has changed since I've been here. So it looks like that you're offering some sort of plan. Um, so kind of explain us through and walk us through, I guess, how if someone goes there right now, one word dot domains, like begin to walk us through how they would use this tool uh, to be able to go about finding, you know, different domain names. Basically, okay, so you, you go on one word domains. There are a few ways that you can use it. First is just if you want to just browse the list of domain names, you can go over to the TLDs tab and you'll see a bunch of TLDs that are available for you to check out. Um, the plans that are listed right now is basically to give you access to the TLDs that you're interested in. So, for example, .so, which is a very popular startup uh, TLD, um it's 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 a premium tld so like basically you have to purchase access to be able to view the domains that are within that list so that's one way to to use the website there's also another way which is search so in the top search bar you can basically write down uh, a specific word that you're interested in and for example you could write like money or um i don't know uh, like a bird name like a falcon for example right. and you'll see a list of words that are related to that the, the inquiry like the search query that you put in and that really helps with you know brainstorming and helping you understand what are the names that are relevant uh to your search uh, to your search query and right now i'm actually trying to improve that the whole the whole uh, user experience by making it more intentional when it comes to like for example you're looking for a specific startup name that um uh, for for your company that does like 
I don't know, payment processing. So you can do, you can write down a description uh, of, of what your company does. And from that, it sort of derives the specific industries and then connects you with the words that are related as well as names that are made up. Um, and I can go a bit deeper into that, but that's basically yeah. the AI name generator component of, of the whole tool. And I'm trying to streamline everything and, and make, make sure that the whole user experience is not as confusing. That's like right now it's a bit, there are like a few options for you to choose from, so it can get a little confusing, but at the end of the day, I really want to make it a very seamless and all in one sort of user experience that's more intuitive. Gotcha. And so you had, so th this is interesting because as I look at some of the TLDs, so there are TLDs that don't have locks and then there are TLDs that do have locks. So I'm assuming Correct. the ones without locks, you can actually go in, view those, but then the ones with locks, you're basically going to need, I guess, a, a payment plan or uh, some sort of uh, plan to be able to uh, view those TLDs. Exactly. So you have to purchase okay. a payment, uh, purchase one of the plans on the site to be able to access those uh, specific TLDs. But right now I'm actually planning to change the whole pricing structure a little bit. Haven't really decided on the final thing yet, but I will uh -huh. be announcing that very soon. But for people who've already purchased plans, they don't have to worry because I'll be sort of grandfathering them into the new system. But for people who are looking to purchase plans in the future, stay tuned. That's going to be a new, uh, <laughs> some changes. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I hope it's going to be for the best yeah. uh, for users. Well, fortunately for you, what's interesting is, and you, you hit on it earlier about timing. And when I think about where things are at with like the CCTLDs, so the country uh, code top level domains, uh, for those that don't know what CCTLDs are or when we mentioned it. So when I think about like .io, .ai, .gg, .cc, .vc, um, and just some of those ones that have really, especially .io, that have really rattled off some top-notch sales as of late. Mm -hmm. So I assume then likely is the case that you're probably getting domain investors that are likely signing up for some of these plans, mm -hmm. um, if not using your site to actually get a, get a step ahead to a certain mm -hmm. extent, if they don't already have tools and everything in place mm -hmm. to be able to identify, you know, one word, um, you know, .ios, for instance, uh, mm -hmm. which are, you know, just astronomically high right now. Um, yes. And so I would imagine that that's probably the case that you're getting a, a, a mixture of people who startups that are probably out there trying to find a brand, but probably more so domain investors are, are likely on that, that one word dot domains. Is that an accurate statement? That's very accurate. Um, so far, I think the sort of breakdown is about 50% domain investors and about 30% startups and then 20% branding agency. So I think there's this sort of composition of three different types of users. First one is domain investors, startup founders is the second one. And the third one will be branding agencies who do this on a regular basis. So the first and the third group of users, domain investors and branding agencies, those are the ones that would purchase the plans for like on a recurring basis. Whereas mm. for for startup founders, they purchase like for a month and then they churn, which makes sense because they don't really need the, once they find a name, they don't need the service anymore. Um, so right now, what I'm planning to do, I can talk about it uh, as well, is I'm evolving the, the product into a more branding slash marketing automation service. That would be something that startups would be using on a recurring basis. So once they find a name, uh, a logo, design a logo, and then 
once they create a brand, they can derive marketing materials from that brand. So for example, Facebook ads, promo videos, and all these different products, um, they can basically do it within the new tool, which is called Elegant. That's the whole sort of trajectory that I'm going on right now. So what did you say? What did you say it was? It was... It's basically called Elegance.ai. It's... Um, Elegance. I would say, yeah, I would say it's like the the, the next evolution of, of Warm Domain. So think about Pokemon. You have like, what's it called? Pikachu. Right. And it evolves into Raichu. So like, I would say that Elegance is like the Raichu for, for Warm Domain. So it's just, it's the next generation. Um, and at the end of the day, though, the Warm Domain's website will still be on because it's... Where, where everything started. Still going to ah. be there. People are still going to be able to access that. But when it comes to accounts, account management, I'm going to be porting everything over to Elegance, which is which has a much better sort of scalability because I'm using Kubernetes, which is like a, a, a oh, yeah, complex, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, it's like a cloud container. For, container, exactly, for people to build really, really large-scale web apps. And uh, the plan is to be able to scale this up into a, a proper business and a tool that is used by the, uh, right now there's about 100 to 300 million startups that are created every single year. I want all of them, hopefully, if it's possible, to come <laughs> to Elegance, make Elegance their first stop when it comes to creating a brand and that eventually use us to create marketing materials down the road. This it's a very ambitious it, plan, but... Yeah, but, but, uh, it, but it's an actual, I mean, so this is an interesting play because... To a certain extent, when I think about the domain industry, most people would probably say, um, more than not, most Mm -hmm. domain investors need help selling their domains. You've Mm -hmm. taken a whole different approach and said, well, not only are there domain investors, but they're domain developers. And then there are brands that are out there Mm -hmm. that just need help finding, you know, names. And obviously the brands are probably looking for that one perfect name, whereas investors are looking for, you know, multiple names and the Mm -hmm. domain developers are, hey, is that name, can it be developed into a business? And so you have these three different lanes that um, I think is an interesting play that we don't quite often see Mm -hmm. in the domain industry. And then the one thing that comes to mind, though, that as you were talking about elegance, I was like, did Steven actually use his own tool to figure out that elegance.ai was available? Yes, yes. That, that's a very <laughs> funny story. I actually found the name elegance.ai on Walmart Domains. I was like, I was just browsing through the AI category and I was like, the, the second the second most popular uh, name based on the number of registered TLDs. So that's, we can go deeper into that, but it's basically an indicator of how popular a certain word is based on the number of TLDs that is registered. So I saw the, the second most popular word was elegance. And I was like, that's a really good name for something that's related to branding. So I was like, okay, I'm going to buy that name. But at the same time, I really want the Twitter handle for it. So I reached out to the Twitter owner, the owner of the elegance handle, and she was willing to sell it. And I was like, let's do this. I'm going to rebrand to Elegance. <laughs> That's how everything got started. Wow, that is phenomenal. And the, and the fact that you used your own tool, that's the, that's the other thing. I mean, that is <laughs> incredible. And so you're going to keep both of these. So Elegance.ai is going to be, uh, like you said, I guess you're going to port more of the business over to it. But mm-hmm. then the one word dot domains is kind of your bread and butter, what got you started. You're going to keep that there. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and to a certain extent, I mean, are you still getting traffic from like Hacker News, Product Hunt, um, yep. all of those, or 
you know, kind of what has all that stuff died down? So, yeah, I think most of the traffic that I get right now is from pure SEO. So like people finding my, my finding our domains on Google and they just visit it. Uh, there are still sort of like a bit of traffic coming in for product kind of every now and then when people look for domain tools on there, but it's not the most, like the majority of the traffic. I think I also want to like talk, uh, touch upon your point where you mentioned helping domain investors sell their domains. Yeah. That's actually one of going to be one of the focus that I'll have with elegance because I want to create this database of aftermarket domains where I don't take, I take zero commission. So oh, basically nice. whenever you sell a name, all the profits go to you because my, my goal, I'll be charging the buyer per se, because like I'm, I'm charging them a monthly fee or right. a one-time fee to use my service. And that's going to be where the revenue is coming from. So whenever they purchase domain, I want them to be able to get the domain at the least possible price. So I don't want to add on like a 9% commission, like what Dan.com is doing, or like, I don't know how much GoDaddy takes, but I think it's like 20%. So like, I don't want to add on any margins to startup founders who are already pretty broke. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that's the, that's the ultimate goal, but um, I haven't really gotten started on the curation part, which is basically allowing people to list their domain names. Um, so I'll be announcing that very soon. And I think that would be very exciting for domain investors because it's literally like the best way to reach end users. So that makes me think of something else totally different, which is in terms of the plans that you're offering for people, do any of these plans allow for like alerts and notifications? So if I said something like, oh, I want to know when a domain that uses this phrase or this exact word, if it becomes available, then are you notifying folks that, hey, this is the available? And then I guess the next part of that question, which is the obvious thing hearing what you just said is you know from the from a standpoint of not only what's available at hand reg but then it, it assumes that that would lend itself to aftermarket as well definitely yes i do have that in place at the moment so it's like a notification service that sends you emails whenever a name uh, a domain name changes name service or if they become available but i i'm i'm thinking if that's going to be something that will continue with elegance or not, because I, I, it really depends on what the users need. Right. I do think it's going to be a very useful service, especially when it comes to like when, when a user is trying to look for a name and it happens to be registered or it's not even for sale yet. And then when it becomes available or it becomes available in the aftermarket, I'll notify the user. Still thinking about if I'm going to be implementing this, but uh, but that's definitely one of the features that I currently have on lower domains. Awesome. So then like how many users do you have using one word dot domains? Right now it's about 5,000 monthly users. So it's like people who, these includes people who have purchased plans and free users as well. So that's for people who have purchased plans. So it's paid users. It's about 500 at the moment. Awesome. Yeah. So then I guess, so you really have got, so is it just you that's developing on this or have you had to hire a team yet? Or is that mm -hmm. even in, in the works? Definitely. I'm, I'm looking to build out a team for this, but right now it's just me. I do. I did work with a few contractors before, but no one like full-time working on this except for me. But I think to work, to build out elegance, I'll definitely need to have a strong team to be able to like, uh, get get up and running really quickly because doing it by myself i can do it but it probably take like a year <laughs> which is not ideal at some point you gotta say am i gonna make this a, a real business 
Mm-hmm. Or is this just going to always remain a hobby? And I don't know. I think it's it's as if the decision was already made for you. You got pulled into, hey, this is this is going to become your business, your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have any other projects that are going on outside those two? So um, right now, my time is so sort of split between this as well. I'm doing a bit of freelance work for Vercel. Uh, I'm actually wearing that T-shirt, but they're basically the the go-to platform for people to deploy their websites. And it's very, very simple to use and they're doing really well. They're raising another round of funding, and but they're doing really well. And I'm basically helping them with a few, uh, with a freelance project. And I'm also working on recurrence.app, which is a, it's a project that I built last year when I was looking to create an affiliate program for one with domains because I realized that there's no like affordable solution out there that is easy to use, easy to set up and effective. So I decided to just build it myself and actually sold that project to one of my friends who is starting a product venture studio. And I think that product is a really good fit for them because they are basically gonna be creating a lot of tools for creators. They're helping creators build tools and and I'm basically helping them with the whole integration. And uh, yeah, we're gonna announce that very soon. So I'm very excited. So I guess is that the, so the recurrence.app, is that a, uh, it makes me think of Patreon, I guess, or is it's, it how, how different is it? So it's more like, it's more like commission junction or like any other affiliate management oh, tools. Oh, okay. Exactly. So for example, if you want to set up um, a affiliate program for your website or for your online store, you can use recurrence to, it's a very easy to use. You can literally put a script in your head tag and then it automatically tracks whoever clicks on the affiliate links that are that you send out to your affiliate affiliates basically nice and then i was sitting there thinking when you were talking about Vercel, and i was like man why do i know that name <laughs> and it was i believe i ran across it through namebase.io oh, and hand and handshake and i believe it was with handshake domains that was setting up some sort of web hosting using a handshake domain. But I was like, man, I know I know that name from somewhere, but I couldn't Interesting. Couldn't place it until then. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know the their sort of affiliation with handshake. Maybe maybe they are hosting their website on WhatsApp, but I'm not sure. I'm gonna check yeah, that out. Yeah, I think and I think if uh if I if I'm correct here, let me look and see because I I'm pretty certain they have some use cases. Yeah, Handshake and, and, and Vercel. Yeah, create a website on Handshake using Vercel. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, I, gotta, so, I gotta check that out. Yeah, they're they're really, I think they're popular amongst a lot of startups, a lot of Fortune 500 companies like Hulu, um, I think Airbnb, and all these big websites, they're actually using Vercel for deployment. And that's how they're, they're trying to basically get the top 10,000 Alexa websites to be on Vercel. It's like a huge goal, but I think they're they are on track to achieving that very, very soon. So I'm just really excited to be a part of their journey and just help them with, with the project. And uh, thinking maybe to, I, I eventually do a full-time role with them um, just to be able to learn from the best developers in the industry and at the same time, build out elegance on the side, but I'm still sort of deciding what, what to do. That's awesome. Now, one question I do have have for you is when I was reviewing your LinkedIn, I was like, what in the heck 
is major league <laughs> hacking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this like a baseball <laughs> analogy or, 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 you know, play a metaphor or something? I'm like, man, what, what in the world is this all about? Yeah, sure. Um, it's, I know I can see the baseball reference. I, I didn't see it before. I can't believe that. Now I do see it, but, but it's basically um, an organization. It's a nonprofit organization that organizes hackathons in mm. U.S. universities. I got to know them ever since my freshman year because I was very active in the, all these hackathons, mainly for the free food. They had a lot of really good free food. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, a, I was a broke college student, so I was like, I will go to all these places. But that was like my first introduction to coding. And I'm very grateful to be able to do, be a part of their, their um, I, what did they call it? I think it was the cohort last summer. Actually, not last summer. It was last semester where I just worked with, a, a, I think it was a team of 20 developers. We built projects together, learned new technologies together. And I think that was like my first time actually learning Next.js, which is the flagship framework for Result. They, they created this framework, and it's basically a React framework that allows you to build really, really high-performance, really fast-loading websites. And that's the first time I actually learned about this framework was in visually hacking. And uh, since then, I've just been in love with this framework because it's just so <laughs> powerful. And I've been, now that the sort of freelance project I'm doing is actually to improve the framework. And yeah, I think it all sort of comes full circle, full circle, right. if you think about it. Right. Now, man, what strikes me as odd is like, I think about it and I'm like, man, I had a, I had a 20 year run in software development, engineering, great career, lucrative career. And here it is. I look at you and I'm like, man, this, this guy doesn't look a day over 20. And you've achieved quite a lot very early on. And so, you know, it begs begs to ask the question of, you know, like what lies ahead for Steven? Like, where do you go from here? Mm -hmm. First of all, I'm actually a little bit over 20. I'm 24. (laughs) I look young probably because I'm Asian, but uh, I'm actually a little older than peers in my class because the education system in Malaysia is a little longer than other countries. Uh, so I'm like two years, on average, two years older than my peers. So I'm 24, but I'm really excited for what lies ahead because this is just the beginning. I'm, I feel like in software development, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. So it's like I'm just barely scraping the surface with the other, other knowledge and technologies that I've learned. And there's just so much more to improve on. And every single day you see all these really cool innovations coming out. and my goal is to be able to build something that impacts the lives of a lot of people, millions of people worldwide, help them get better or something or build better brands or build better products. That's the ultimate goal that I have. And working with Cell could be a good way to achieve that because they develop really cool products and they have really, really smart people that I can learn from. Or if building out elegance full-time, that is also something that I can learn uh, a lot of new technologies from that experience as well. So I'm really excited for what's to come. I think for me, it's definitely being able to become a better developer and at the same time, run a business and run a profitable uh, company. So, uh, so those are the main goals that I have moving forward. That is awesome. Cause I, I sit and I go, man, how do you top one word dot domains <laughs> and I think about that. like, how, where do you go from those two things? Those two things it's, you could you could work in so many different angles and directions and simultaneously, and they could turn to be something not not that they haven't been lucrative thus far, but I go they even go into you know just exponential levels of um, profitability and, yep. and just wealth and, and generational wealth at that. 
Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, generation. I love the phrase generation wealth. That's something that I really want to build moving forward. And I think it's it's definitely something that I wake up in the middle of the night sweating and, and worried about, <laughs> which is the, the fact that how do I top what I've achieved before? Like yeah. before domains, like, oh, I've already got to the top of uh, product and can I even do that again? Is that even possible? It's something that we're very a lot, but I realized over time that there's no point in worrying. Um, you just got to do what you, what you do and success comes with consistency. So that's like when, awesome. you, when you're consistent at doing something, no matter what, the universe will always align and will give you the success that you deserve at the end of the day. It might not come tomorrow, it might not come, might not come in the next year, but as long as you keep at what you're doing and not just work hard but also work smart that is the best way to achieve success at the end of the day i, I certainly wish you well now you. you know in in terms of the domain industry now do you consider yourself a domain developer or what do you consider yourself or a domain investor like i consider myself the bridge between domain investors and end users so i want uh, to help people who own names who want to get rid of their names or sell their names for a profit, connect them with the people who need those names. And being this rich is something that really fulfills me. I, I remember I actually helped a few people whenever I help them get the names they want. They're always very grateful, very excited to tell me, oh my God, I found this really, really cool name. Thank you so much <laughs> for your service. And it's basically what keeps me going and gets me off bed every morning. So, so yeah. That is amazing. And, and it's, it's so interesting because I always wonder about folks who come in and they develop products for the domain industry. Do they eventually become domain investors? And so in your case, it doesn't sound like that's where you're going to lean or even spend any of your time. Um, obviously, it's like, hey, if you have a product or you have an idea to go mm -hmm. develop, you'll certainly take some time, go and, you know, look through domain names and figure out. But other than that, it doesn't seem like you're you're going to be in it in, in terms of being able to buy and sell domain names. It's just mm -hmm. like, nah, I, I want to focus uh you know, focus my efforts to to providing a product and a service for those who are, uh, you know, five times, 10 times better than me. If that's what, you know, their lane they're going to run in, hey, Definitely. let them run in that lane and just let me be there to provide, you know, a service to help them run in that lane more efficiently. Exactly. Exactly. It's so much bigger than me. And I think it's just that the whole industry of like up and coming startups and upcoming products, being able to be a part of their journey be able to help them create a name, create a brand. That's just like, it's it's insane if you think about it. It's like, you're going to be helping name the next Notion, the next Google, you know? Yeah. So to be, to play just this small, tiny role is just very fulfilling on an exponential scale. Gotcha. Now, how many domains do you own? <laughs> Actually, not that much. I think it's less than 10 right now. Um, I bought a few Mainly, most of them are related to my product. So mm. I have Walmart domains, I have Elegance, I have Elegance HQ, like a few variations of the names. And I even bought Steven.yt, which is like uh, for my YouTube channel. Because I, ha I have a YouTube channel. I'm not very active there right now, but I used to make a lot of videos. And I thought the YT extension was very appropriate. And it was just six bucks. So I was like, might as well just get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, if any one of you starting a YouTube channel, get it.yt because it's very very convenient you can put it in your twitter bio you can put it in your instagram bio and it's so short and so sleek and uh, i don't know um so yeah those are the few names that i own not that many not really an investor i wouldn't consider myself that but but yeah 
So you said it's a dot YT or is it or is it just your name YT.com? No, it's Steven dot YT. Really? See, yeah. learn something new every day. I didn't even realize. I mean, there are 312 CCTLDs, so not that I'm going to memorize all of them off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Shoot, I can barely remember how to spell my name forwards, let alone backwards. So, um, you know, hey, I, I kind of look at it and go, man, that's that's an interesting uh, hat there, but a, one that makes sense, like you said. I mean, dot YT, and most people, that is it. YT, you think about it, you too. So. Definitely. Very, very convenient. I actually recommended it to my friend who is running a YouTube channel full time. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the perfect extension for me, I guess. Hmm. So then now do you own your own dot uh, com like first name dot com, last name dot com or full name dot com? Mm-hmm. Full name dot com. I wasn't I don't think I'm able to get Steven dot com or Tay dot com. It's very, very expensive. <laughs> so um, I'm happy with Steven Tay dot com. That's what I have right now. I, it was a really funny story. I actually. It's like, I think it was like a month into building more domains. And I was like, in the middle of the night, I just woke up. I was like, oh my God. I was like, my girlfriend, I was like, what, what's going on? And I was like, I need to buy steventhate.com before someone buys it. So I was like, I ran to my computer, I purchased it for three years. And that's what, that's when I got it. But uh, I was so worried that someone's going to steal it. So I was like, oh no, I need, I need to get it right now. It's a really funny yeah. story. Yeah, I, I tell uh, I tell people all the time, like, man, listen, if you can get your full name, uh, dot com first, especially if you can get your first name, if it is a unique spelling for your first name, get it. But typically, if you whatever variation of first last name together or first or last, then I tell people I'm a big fan of, you know, go ahead and get all of that. Matter of fact, I actually had um, a podcast listener to gift me Alvin dot GG. Um, that was cool. And there were so many people that had tipped me off about it. And I was like, man, I, I, don't, I don't really know. I mean, I have alvinbrown.com. I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. <laughs> I likely won't get alvin.com or uh, brown.com. Brown.com. <laughs> so it's like, uh, okay. And then when this came along and this person was so generous, you know, man, it's like, man, I'm grateful that they were, uh, that they thought enough of me to, to actually go bid, win it, and then gift it to me. So damn, that's uh, awesome. That's, that's like every day, all this the kindness that comes from your users, it's like what keeps me going. Like I have people who voluntarily gave me shout outs on Twitter or like um, would just help me out with really, really in-depth feedback and suggestions. And that's always very, very nice to see. And uh, yeah, it's yeah, I'm just very fortunate to be able it, to it may <laughs> you know, it's like it's one thing to get paid. But it's another thing to be recognized, to be appreciated, to be Definitely. adored, to be valued. And that goes a long way, especially Money when you're doing by products. That. Yeah, exactly. yeah, certainly. And so, you know, wrapping up here, like what would be your advice to someone who wants to dip their toe into domain development and mm-hmm. start by using, you know, one word, dot domains or elegance? Like what would be your advice to them? Where should they start? There are two sort of, too pronged uh, to this answer. One would be you need to learn how to build. So and that doesn't mean you need to learn how to code because there are a lot of no-code tools out there right now that are very, very easy for you to set up. There's Webflow, there's Bubble, there's a bunch of them. You can literally build a website in a day without needing to know how to program. So that's up to you if you want to learn how to program. I think personally, I think learning how to program, it, it definitely makes your sort of, makes it more flexible. You can do a lot of 
uh, way more things and become more versatile than doing no code. But if you want a quick and easy way to get started, no code is a good way to go. So learn how to build. That's the first part. And then the second part would be start with a personal problem that you face. So for example, if you think that you know your finances are a mess, you don't know how to manage it, you want to build an app, build an app to manage your finances, do that. It's people might resonate with you. And that's how I got started with Warren Domains in the first place, which is building something that I needed myself. There's also another way which is really funny because there's this concept of debundling of tech. Of tech. So mm-hmm. like you can go to Google's, look at Google's product and go to, I think it's about.google slash products or something and look at their products and see what are the ones that people really, a lot of people use, but people really don't like using it with Google because like right now there's a lot of this stuff, data privacy issues that Google is coming on the fire for um mm-hmm. so if you can build something that is like an indie product that solves a huge issue and at the same time take like make it much better in terms of data privacy or the pricing itself so I, one of my favorite examples to give is is this this product called flurly it's f-l-u-r-l-y.com hmm. it's run by a friend of mine he's a a, a very talented developer he builds it on it built it in public on Twitter. It's basically Shopify, but they only he only takes one percent of every sale. So it allows you to build your own products and sell it. If you're writing a course, if you're building writing a book, you want to sell it. You can oh, use nice. his product to do it very easily. And he's his like his progress has been phenomenal in the last year. He's getting like I think right now it's about ten thousand dollars in gross monthly volume, which is like the number of uh, amount of money that gets process through his platform wow so yeah it's it's incredible i think that's one of the things that you can do so build something that is um basically improve on a product that's already existing out there you don't really have to reinvent a wheel uh, most of the time it's just making incremental innovations to an yeah. existing product and that's how you get product market fit because it's something that people are already paying for but if you build it much better and like have a better user experience people will automatically switch over to you i mean it's easier said than done but if you target the right market and target the right niche that's how you can become successful so these two things number one you know learn how to build and number two um solve the right problem i guess Wow. Now, you know, one of the things that sticks out to me hearing you you say that is, and it kind of makes me think back to your story of if you look back at one word dot domains and everything that's happened up to this point, like what would you change or would you change anything about your journey? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't think I would change anything as much as I guess the like I always look back at the old code that I wrote and I think, oh, why did I do this? Why did I do that? It's kind of like, it's kind of looking back at your old Facebook profile pictures and like, why did I post this? I guess the only thing I would change is that I would write more efficient code from the beginning because right now I do have a bunch of technical debt that I have to like sort of process and improve on. So being able to write proper code from the beginning, uh, but it's kind of hard because like, I. I mean, starting 
in, in the beginning, I didn't know all these best practices, so well, I couldn't blame myself. So I think it's an well, iterative process. So, so yeah. and you and you learn along the way. I mean, when exactly. I think back exactly. to my my twenty year career, where I ended and where I started are two different places, and 100%. where I ended is light years ahead of where I started. And so I learned so much along the way, and I was able to go back to some of those early projects and mm-hmm. refactor. And mm-hmm. bring them up in in terms of quality of uh, mm-hmm. their code quality mm-hmm. and, and reducing technical debt, if not eliminating it all together. And so, you know, it's just are you are you going to continue to learn? Now, for me, obviously, I got to a twenty year point, and I'm just like, <laughs> listen, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I just don't want to code. <laughs> I still code for my own personal stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't want to code corporately or for any mm-hmm. other startup or any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I pretty much said, once I get to that point, I got to bow out. I got to get out of the way, let someone else take the baton, take it to the next level. And that's Makes what sense. I did for me. So um, it works, but for you, Hey, you're young, got a long way to go. <laughs> You've got many decades ahead of you, uh, mm-hmm. many successful products ahead of you. And so, so yeah, man, but last but not least, is there anything else that you'd like to share with listeners? For instance, if somebody has listened to this and they're like, man, I really want to get in contact with Steven. I want to know more about one word dot domains as well as elegance.ai, or they just may, you know, Hey, they may have a project that they say, listen, they're kind of similar. Can we partner? I mean, like, how should they get in contact with you? Definitely. I'm the most active on Twitter. So you can reach me at uh, Twitter. It's at Stephen Tay. Or you can reach me at email. It's basically just Stephen at elegance.ai or Stephen at oneword.domains. It's it's very, uh, it's basically just the first name. Also, if you want to follow along the progress of oneword domains or elegance, it's basically at elegance on Twitter. Very proud of that handle <laughs> so awesome. feel free to reach out in any of these channels i i will yeah I'll respond as soon as possible but but yeah excited to hear from all of you great well with that we're out of time so steven thank you again for joining us today and sharing your entrepreneurial journey thank you so much for having me again and uh yeah Thank you. I'm just very grateful to be here. (laughs) And thank you listeners for tuning in to Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or Podbean. Last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now.